I'm Vicki McCann, and I'm the Director for Curriculum and Instruction for the Archdiocese of Washington. I'm actually starting my 16th year in ADW with the past three years in this role. I take on a lot of hats just like you. I spearhead all things curriculum standards, resources, instruction, which include professional development and assessment. This episode is our first of a series called Teacher Talk. The idea is to share the voices of our Archdiocese of Washington teachers and to hear their successes and their challenges in the classroom. I'd like to introduce our two guests today, Hannah Ruxtel and Shannon Norris. I was excited to bring these two together because I think their perspectives are worth sharing. Their education paths look similar. They both have the same job titles now, yet their experiences differ and they bring unique perspectives to education. Hannah and myself actually attended St. Mary the Assumption School as students. Both of our mothers also worked there. And now Hannah is an experienced second grade teacher at her own school. She also serves as the assistant principal and has two of her own children at the school as well. Likewise, Shannon Norris attended St. Pius X Regional School as a student, and she now teaches second grade at the same school. While this is her first year as second grade teacher, she has served in many roles in our ADW schools, lastly being the Director for Educational Technology. Having these two perspectives, experienced versus first-year teacher, during the 2020 school year demonstrates the unusualness for all educators during these hybrid and virtual learning methods. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Vicki. Hey. Hello. I want to acknowledge that your job titles are the same. You're both second grade teachers, but your experiences are different and your paths that led you here today are both unique. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what teaching model your school's following right now? Hannah, you can start. Okay. Um, so I'm Hannah Ruxtel. I teach second grade at St. Matthew's Assumption in Upper Marlboro. This is my 17th year teaching second grade. Um, so I feel like I'm an expert at being a second grade teacher. Um, <laughs> we, we are doing full virtual learning uh, right now. And uh, we do have kids in the building, but they are in common areas of the building and the teachers are not directly working with them. They're just, you know, virtual, but in the building here. So, you know, like I said, I feel like I'm an expert second grade teacher, but I certainly, um, never thought I would have an experience like the virtual learning. So it's, um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and I've learned a lot and, um, yeah, I learned a lot from Shannon uh, over the past few years on great resources to have. So it's it's great to be here with Shannon and to talk about our experiences. Very good. Um, yes, Hannah, I'm I'm super intimidated because Hannah's been doing this for so long um, in the second grade. But um, so I have been with the Archdiocese of Washington for about 16 years now. Um, I started out as a third grade teacher at St. Matthias in Lanham. Um, and then I went to technology um, for many years. And I recently just left the Catholic school's office with Vicki. Um, we worked together for four years. And I decided before COVID happened that I was going to <laughs> go back to the classroom and teach second grade here at St. Pius and Bowie. Um, and here I am teaching virtually, which I never thought would ever happen to me in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So, and I think it's, it's so interesting because you both have the same job title and yet 
you bring to the table so different perspectives with this. And that's why it's, it's cool to pair you two up. Um, this fall, Hannah, what's been the biggest challenge that you've encountered while teaching? Um, I guess for me, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely love kids and no offense to adults, but like, I love being with kids more than adults. They're a lot of fun. Um, there's, you never know what to expect with them and they definitely keep you on your toes. And I feel like they keep me feeling young and, I, in the virtual setting, it's like the connections with the kids are just, they're, they're tough and I'm doing my best to make them. I'm still using my, you know, little equity sticks and things like that, making sure I talk to all of the kids. Um, anytime I send them into, uh, the waiting room, um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but anytime I send them into the waiting room for a break time or something like that, I always say goodbye to every single child using their name, waving to them. Um, because like I said, that's the one huge difference for me is the relationships that you build with kids when you're with them in person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And their I agree. parents too. Their parents also like, I miss all of them. I miss everybody. You know, it's uh, so yeah. quiet here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit different for me, Hannah, because I've never met my students before. Like, uh, so you might've known them from last year. Yeah. You probably have some new ones, I'm sure too, yeah. but I don't know any of the students yeah. here at St. Pius. Um, so for me, building that relationship with those kids, yes, it's super important. And especially for me, it's like super challenging because I've mm-hmm. never met them before. Yeah. Um, so now it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to meet them in person soon too. That's going to be a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally can see, um, what you mean as far as relationships go. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon. So what are you, Shannon, how are you? Uh, what tools have you tried to build community within your class? Um, So actually, um, you know, beyond just allowing them, sometimes I let them stay on during recess and chat with each other, but not all of them like to do that. So um, I have incorporated things from like our curriculum. So in religion, obviously in second grade, we're learning about um, sacraments and, you know, they are learning about reconciliation and first communion, but, uh, we started off with baptism. And so I've created a flip grid for both of our second grades. Um, because, you know, some of them have friends in the other second grade class that they don't get to see every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I created a flip grid and it's a project they have to share about their baptism. Uh, some of them still have their baptismal candle, their baptismal outfit, Um, sometimes they have their gifts. They shared with us about their godparents. And then for the kids that haven't been baptized, they shared with us like maybe a special event. Um, like one little girl shared, um, for her seventh birthday, her parents surprised her with a trip to New York city. So she shared a bunch of pictures and things like that. Um, so it was really nice. They could all see each other's videos. They could all comment on each other's videos. And then they're all learning a little bit about each other while we're keeping that, you know, Christ at the, at the center of our curriculum. Right. And is this something that they're working on on their own time or is it during the class? time? Um, so actually, this is something they're working on on their own time, because honestly, it's really hard during the day to find time to even do what we need to get done. Um, so, yeah, so we've been doing that um, is, is a way for them to kind of on their own time, they can still socialize with each other while still building that community. Um, but then we do also have time, you know, in our own class where they have time to talk and share um, in the beginning and the end of the day, we share something that we're always grateful for at the end of the day. And so a lot of them get to learn a little bit more about each other. 
um, as far as that goes. But it's really hard, you know, when they're not here to be able to socialize and, and to build that community. So a lot of times I use like my own real world experiences and, you know, we, we kind of feed off of that. Um, and they love sharing about themselves. Mm -hmm. We all know that. <laughs> that is the, that is the one good thing about your, um, the primary grade levels is that I feel like that part is a little bit easier for primary teachers yes. in, their, in terms of the fact that they do love to talk about themselves. Absolutely. Where middle school, it might be more of a struggle to pull that out of some children. Mm -hmm. But I can see second grade, you know, you could say, go grab something in your bedroom and share it. And kids would love to do that. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so for both of you, if you could pick three tools that you couldn't live without right now, what would you pick? And Shannon, you can go first. Um, Google Slides, <laughs> uh, Google Classroom, and Flipgrid. Um, I think those are like the three things that are keeping my family sane as well as myself. Um, you know, every day I post, um, I have an entire Google Slide presentation that I present to my kids. So when they come in in the morning, they get to listen to some amazing, I found some really great Catholic uh music for kids um but it's like upbeat kind of like hip hoppy, and so it's oh, cool. you know so they really like that i put that on um 15 minutes before class starts with their morning warm-ups and so they get to listen to that in the morning um but then i also have slides throughout the day so as they go to the next class they know what they have to get out they know what they have to um what we're working on that day so that way parents can go back in if they want as well and find out you know what we did that day um, so that's my Google slides. Um, and then, you know, Google classroom, it just keeps them organized. I can post, um, uh, projects that are due assessments that are coming up. Um, and then every single day at night, uh, at 3 PM when class ends, I post what to prepare for the next day. So parents know what, um, books to have out, uh, for the day ahead. And then, um, the day of I post, um, for that day, any videos, any go noodles. So parents can always go back and the kids, they like them. They're like, Oh, I really want to do that one again by, by myself at home. So they can just go back anytime. The kids know how to navigate classroom now. So they just go in and, you know, they can go back to assignments or click back on a go noodle and do it again at their own time at home. So, um, and then, like I said, with the flip grid, that's how we're really creating that community, um, outside of the classroom. Um, so those are my three go-to tools right now. Great. Hannah, what do you think? So it's funny because I have different ones, which is great because uh, we were sharing a wealth of knowledge. Um, so I would say, you know, Zoom, obviously, that's what my school is using for our live lessons. But for me, it's more about like the features of Zoom. So the chat box, having that ability for kids to chat me privately, just like they would have that opportunity in a classroom. That is one area where I definitely am um, so happy that they have that feature. I love the um, the reactions that they have. You know, if I say something funny, the kids all do the little like laughing emoji and I get the <laughs> thumbs up and things like that. Oh, cool. um, so, yeah, so definitely loving the features that Zoom added on, loving the security of the waiting room and things like that. Um, and, you know, while I'm talking about that, just an idea that I have that seems to be working really well. A lot of our parents are working at home all day long on their mm -hmm. own, you know, you know, devices and things like that. So what I started doing is in the morning, my kids log into my Zoom room. And when we take breaks and they go to specials and things like that, go to lunch, I just put them in my waiting room so that the parents don't have to constantly be going back and typing in like my Zoom That's... link and things like that. So I tell them, just leave it, just leave, just leave yourself in the waiting room and I'll bring you back five minutes early. 
Um, and whenever I bring them into the room, whether it's first thing in the morning or whether it's after a break, I always have some type of music playing. Um, so that, you know, they, if it's, if it's the morning and they're a little bit sleepy, you know, they come right into the room and um, I might have uh, like a bunch of kids bop songs playing. I play old music for them. They love the Beatles. Um, they love Bob Marley. So playing things like that for them to kind of like wake them up a little bit, um, but also you know, if they are in the waiting room and they've kind of walked away from their device, they know they're back in the room because they can hear the music playing. Um, so that's, that's great. Yes, that's one thing I've been doing. Um, we're using Seesaw to organize the kids' work and assign assignments and things like that. And I absolutely love like every single feature that Seesaw has. Um, I think it's great. It's teaching the kids a lot of independence because if they do have them do, you know, a page in a book or something like that, and they have to take the picture of it, I've told them, this is your work to do. Mommy and daddy shouldn't be taking the picture. Grandma or babysitter shouldn't be taking the picture. It's you that needs to be taking the picture. And so it's cute. A lot of them will like hold their page up and then they'll have their little face next to it smiling with a thumbs up. And it's nice to see them. Yeah. Chris, I have to zoom in on the picture to grade the work, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's, I, I like to see them and I like that they're adding their own little spin to it and i would say the other thing um i mean it's going to seem so like silly but youtube you know i make a lot of um videos on zoom mm -hmm. and then just transfer it over to youtube um i just did a video tutorial a little while ago because some of my new students were like i don't know how to log into ar and take a quiz and it's like of course you don't you've never been here in the building for me to show you and so i was able to make like you know i log into zoom I share my screen, I make video of myself, you know, showing them different features of things. And then I upload it to YouTube and they can go back and watch it as, as often as they need to. Um, I've had a couple of kids absent um, a few times and I'm just able to take, you know, my recorded Zoom lesson from that day, upload it to YouTube and the family can still have that same, you know, classroom experience, obviously not live. Um, but yeah, I never thought I would love YouTube as much as I do right now, um, only because like I've become more of a creator of videos on YouTube um, mm -hmm. or it was just finding things. So, yeah. I know. I think our teachers are now all like YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I'm like, I feel like I should make my own channel, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you both mentioned this with the, uh, how now your job is entailing like tech needs. So has that become easier now that we're a month into school? I would say for me, it is, but a lot of it for me, like I, I joke with, um, with a lot of our colleagues and I say, you know, of course we have our regular PD, but I'm kind of like developing myself professionally. I'm constantly doing research. I'm constantly watching videos online. Seesaw, I have to give a shout out to Seesaw. Their YouTube channel has like changed my life because they have so many video tutorials on there already made, things that you can share with your parents, things that are made just for teachers. I'm also the admin on our school Seesaw account. It has been immensely helpful for me. But like I said, I looked into those things myself. So so, you know, not really right. waiting around for, you know, guidance from my boss. I, a lot of it, I've just been like, you know what? I want to be the best virtual second grade teacher that I can be. And so I'm yes. going to look into these things myself and, you know, really focus on what I need to be doing as a teacher and also being able to study these things and then kind of roll them out as I feel confident in my abilities and not just you know, front load the kids with all of this. We're going to try all of these things in technology week one. I've really been rolling into things a little bit more. So yeah, I do kind of feel like I'm an expert now with some of these mm -hmm. things. I agree. I yeah. completely agree.
Um, can you give us an example of like a lesson or a project that your class worked on? Maybe they're doing it now, or maybe it was in September. Hmm. But what was something that was successful for your, for your class? Uh, well, you know, like we were talking about, and it's a little bit easier for me than it is for Shannon, but some of these kids, I really don't know them, you know, more than just waving hi to them when they were in first grade or, you know, something like that. So I made sure I did a lot of get to know you on Seesaw and then I was able to take some of those and make like slideshows of the kids like get to know me and then I could send that out to the whole class so we've actually made like a couple of like books um, and I think that that's something that we could keep going with. So an idea that I have, um, we're about to start talking about animals like living things, non-living things and I was thinking if each one of them did their own you know like a presentation or something like that about animals I could make one big long video uploaded to YouTube, one of my favorites, mm -hmm. and then everybody would have access to everybody else's assignment. And so like I said, we're making mm -hmm. like virtual books. We're, we're definitely making eBooks in second grade of the different things that the kids are doing on their own at home, whether it's like self-guided or I kind of give them a topic. Very cool. I like that. Perfect. Shannon, do you have an idea? Um, so we actually, um, as far as projects go, well, aside from the projects, um, we do a lot of exchange days. So um, we sent home at the beginning of the year a lot of getting to know you things. Um, we've done scavenger hunts and things like that. So we did another exchange day where the parents dropped off all that completed work. And I've actually been hanging them up in the hallways. And here at Pius, we, yes, all of the teachers are teaching in their classrooms, but um, we now have our three-year-olds and our four-year-olds back in the building. Oh, so I put them near their little bathroom so that they Aww. could see the work from the other kids. And um, obviously I took pictures and, and shared them with our class. But um, as far as projects go, um, we've been learning about the design process in engineers and scientists and science. So um, we, they had to design their own robot that would clean their bedroom. Oh, that's cool. Um, so we all shared with each other in class on video. They had to share how they built it, what materials they used and all that good stuff. Um, but we are today presenting them with a new STEM challenge on building like their tallest tower that they can. And they can only choose two materials um, from a list that we're giving them. And then um, after they go through the whole thing, uh, we've created like a whole rubric and everything for them. And then they're going to present it on Flipgrid so everybody can see each other's projects and um, how everybody went through the design process on their own to create their own tall tower. So I'm um, looking forward to those. Um, nice. Coming down. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling there's a lot of parents that actually wish that bedroom cleaning. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I actually did have a couple of kids that went the extra mile and they actually ordered a motor and they oh hooked goodness. it onto their robot so that the robot could move around. It was really cool. Oh my <laughs> God. It was really cool. I know. I'm so excited. I've been creating my own little makerspace here in the classroom. So when they finally do come back in safe ways, they could actually like start building and doing stuff. I've been going crazy on Facebook mm -hmm. yard sale. I just bought a droid yesterday. For them nice. To nice. Yeah. So wow. yeah, I'm excited. Um, Shannon, since this is your first year being a second grade homeroom teacher, what's something that surprised you so far? <sighs> Honestly, that this virtual learning is going so well. Um, oh, you know, I've gotten lots of feedback from my parents and from my kiddos. And, you know, they're like, I'm not quite sure how you're doing it, but, you know, you're keeping them engaged. You know when they've had enough. You know when you need to change subjects and, um, you know, change directions. And, 
you know, it's obviously not the most effective means of learning, <laughs> um, but you know, they're actually working. Um, they're actually doing the work and they're actually learning. So that right there, I just, I just didn't think it was going to work. And I'm just really surprised at, you know, how engaged my kids really are. Um, so that in itself <laughs> surprised me. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, you have the perspective of a seasoned homeroom teacher. You're an assistant principal. And we didn't even mention in this whole uh, phone call that you're also a parent of some children in your school, of two children, yes, right? Yes, fifth grade and first grade. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Can you offer any advice to the other teachers? I would say, you know, teachers, like a huge part of our job is planning. And one thing that I had to do was, you know, and and I feel like I've always been a flexible teacher, but I, you know, teachers spend the summer, you know, kicking back and enjoying their time, but we also plan all summer. I mean, it's like literally we get out of school in June and like give ourselves a week and then it's like, okay, what am I going to do next year? And so I had all these big, big plans that, you know, I thought were going to be great for virtual and it turned out that they, you know, weren't the best idea for my students. And so um, in the setting that we're in, and so I guess for me, it's, you know, yes, you know, try new things and, and, and go with your plan, but also, you know, like any good teacher, feed off of your students. If it's not working for them, if it's a constant headache for them, make the change and make it work for the kids. And if that doesn't work, then try something else, but just be positive about it. Work with parents, get feedback from parents. I'm, I just met with a, a set of parents this morning and I said, do you have any feedback for me? You're not going to hurt my feelings. I need to know, you know, I need to know exactly what it's mm-hmm. like from home. Um, for your child. And so, you know, like I said, the best thing I could say is be flexible because the plan that you have may not necessarily work and you might need to go to plan B or plan C or phone a friend in your building or phone a friend in another <laughs> building and just kind of find out what they're doing that is is working because we're all in this together, but we're all also kind of in our own little cubicle trying to figure out what's going to work best. So mm-hmm. so definitely be flexible, you know, take the the, the feedback as more of like a positive, like make a change from it as opposed to feeling like you're being criticized. I love that. That's the best advice. Um, I want to thank you both for your time. I feel like I pulled off a miracle <laughs> by finding a time that you both could talk together. Um, you guys are both extremely uh, busy and you're doing important jobs. And I want you to know that I appreciate you both. And I want to thank you both so much for this awesome conversation. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Yeah. Always fun to talk to you guys. Yes. Thanks for listening. Check out my website at adwlearnpodcast.com for additional information and resources. If you have any ideas for future topics, reach out and make sure to hit that subscribe button.